Hello, and thank you for downloading this episode of Discussing Documentaries. On the ticket today, we have all this mayhem. And discussing it with me, as always, is very funny Rick Wharton. I'll tell you who I am as well, in case you're a new listener. Hello, I'm Matt Wills. Um, so all this mayhem is for... I cocked that up, didn't I? <laughs> I couldn't have got that more wrong if I tried. I, I love the idea that this is the one they've tuned in from. This is, this is our Australian skaters of flooding to the podcast. This, Great to have you this here. This was going to be the Christmas episode. And then I watched it and went, there's no way this is going to be the Christmas episode. Why, why, why did you have that in mind? Because we recorded it today, but it will go out around Christmas. But the Cats, I wanted to release the Cats movie documentary for Christmas. Mm-hmm. But I started watching that yesterday. If one of them cats dies, I'm not mentally strong enough to handle oh, it. Already, that you got me on side now. Already, I just as one of you watching, going, wait a minute, Sprinkles hasn't done an interview in this yet. Where's exactly. Sprinkles? <laughs> You've damaged me from all the true crime, and I think in the cats movie on Netflix, there's going to be a twist where one of the cats is evil, and yeah, it's all going to go horribly wrong. For the first fifteen minutes, I was watching the cats thing and. Oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be a great episode. No, hang on. Because one of the cats was, the guy went, yeah, she was only meant to live for for a week or so. And that was six years ago. And I just looked at it and went, that fucker's going to die. <laughs> she, I can't and she died wait. five and a half years ago. Today, so she lasted <laughs> longer than she was meant to. But here's the thing with the cats. I know we're not talking about the cats. The cats have over two million followers on Instagram. Yeah, we we could learn a lot from the people who own cats. Is what I'm saying. If you're just learning the pictures of cats and dogs go well on Instagram, it doesn't mean they want to hear us talk about a documentary about well, cats. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't. Who knows? But what we're going to talk hey. about today, Rick? Hey, we're a positive is... group. We're a problem solving <laughs> group. Not. A... <laughs> We're, we're a solutions talk- group. What's, what's <laughs> that fire festival line? We are solutions focused is what we are. Yeah, we're yeah. solutions focused is what we are. So we're going to talk about all this mayhem. Let me give you a couple of details. It's from the year 2014. And let me tell you, these guys are not solution focused people. <laughs> they are not solution focused people. I adore these guys. Um, it's from the year 2014. I got it on Amazon Prime. Rick, how did you watch it? On Prime. Yeah, it's Prime free on well. Amazon Prime. Free on Amazon Prime. Uh, the director is Eddie Martin. I've got no idea of the money. The accolades, pretty good, man. Free wins. And that was for the editing, the music, and the directing. And that was from the Australian Academy of Cinema. Of skateboarding movies. <laughs> well, yeah. No, those are, the, those are the Aussie Oscars. It won free All right, Aussie so Oscars. I've- after the movie Chopper, has anything else been nominated? I mean, what's the other Aussie one? There was um, Romper. Was it Romper Stomper? Romper Stomper. No, that was New yeah. Zealand, wasn't it? Romper Stomper. I don't know. Is that the one with Russell Crowe? I don't think it's racist to confuse the two. Yeah, that's Russell Crowe. Since it's Russell Crowe, I assumed Australian. Let's assume it's Australian, yeah. He's Canadian now, isn't he, Russell Crowe? I don't think he's Australian. I think, Oh, he's American. It's, it's one of them weird, you know, like the Bee Gees are Australian. But really, they're British. 
It's one of them weird things. Anyway, so it won three Aussie Oscars, pretty good. And the blurb, in this unflinching, never-before-seen account of the dark side of professional skateboarding, brothers Taz and Ben Pappas' intense bond and charisma take them from the pinnacle of the sport into a spiralling world of self-destruction. So, Rick, this was my pick, which may have surprised you a little bit, considering the, oh, the subject matter. I assume matter. this was recommended to one of the 10 people that follow us on Podbean. It was recommended. It was. There by Fred. Was, there's my aim. There we go. It even was. on the Podbean lot. Well, because it was the Christmas episode, right, it was recommended by my mate Dale and my mate Jim. And since I'm not, I don't buy people presents and I don't send people Christmas cards, so this is like their Christmas gift. So you're sending them my time is what you're doing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, weirdly enough, um, this documentary is about, they call themselves in it, Bogans, which is from yeah. a British point of view, it's chav, or from an American point of view, it's trailer trash. And that's what yeah. they are, right? They're, they're Bogans. Low, um, lower income families, yeah. Yeah. And my mate Dale, he's a performer as well, he does a character called Davo, um, which is very much in the line of, of Taz and, and, and Ben. So, um, yeah, I'll put links to his show if, if he'll let me. It was never Devil, was it? No, it was Devo. All right, so there is two famous characters of a chav in the country. So there's in down south, everyone loves Devil, who's like a guy who plays this southern chav. Right. Up north, there's a way a better one called Buzzcocks, who plays a Geordie chav. The, the godfather of Cramlinton, he's fucking hilarious. And then there's like, whenever you meet someone down south, they prefer the one from their area performing one of those. And when you said devil, I went, are you mates with devil or is this someone who... No, he's a Kiwi guy. Li- Kiwi enough, guy, all right. Yeah, yeah, living in Australia. He's, um, do you remember Fire, the greatest party Weirdly that enough, never happened? He, he was the lead actor in Gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> he was the hand standing. He's got beautiful hands. Um, right. You know, I was telling you about my uh, my time living on Party Island in the fire oh, yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah. It was Dale I was living with. Oh, wow. So he was there for some of the greatest moments of my life that I've got no recollection of. He's awesome, man. He is truly, truly awesome. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so he recommended this one. Merry Christmas, Dale. Appreciate the support. <laughs> and then we, let's wrap this episode up. We've, we've done our duty today. Hey, hey, i got to be honest. I, this this episode is infinitely better than whatever the fuck Matt wanted to watch about cats. So I, I <laughs> thank you without a doubt. Your recommendations are cool with me, Dale. You already owe Dale one. So, Rick, lead us in about all this mayhem. Uh, well, first off, I would never have watched this because... Really? I'm not a huge fan of shitty skateboarder guys. Um, yeah, and these are, like a, that, from a personality point of view, these two are a bit shitty. And that's that's what I mean. And you see the um, thing. So I'm just not, I was just never that interested. In, like For me, for skateboarders to get famous, they have to be in jackass and it's nothing to do with skateboarding. Do you know what right. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's that kind of, um, I don't know, when you get into that whole, my personality is that I smoke weed as a late teen you know you can't have a hat that doesn't have a fucking cannabis leaf on it or right, yeah, like yeah. every conversation revolves which plenty of people go through that phase it, it's just it's a difficult one to watch when, once you're older which I think this is what I like about this documentary because I, I enjoy seeing full circle of things yes. I like seeing yeah, the yeah. beginning 
the evolution and the end. And it, I think it's actually a really good story in the long run. But more importantly, I think it's a cautionary tale to be watched and to be upheld. Well said, Mr. Wharton. Well said so indeed. It, it yeah. starts off by showing these two young lads in the skate park in Australia, Tass and Ben. Yeah. I've got those Papas. two names right. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, Papas the Papas brothers. brothers. Tass is and, the older one. Ben is the younger one. Yeah. And uh, it shows you just how, because <laughs> there's some funny stories about them, like um, they kind of make them the people they are, because they're rough and tumble lads that'll get into fights. Yeah. And then it shows you the Taekwondo they go to, and the, <laughs> their uncle is teaching them, like the, their uncle's like gaslighting yeah. them and screaming in their face, going, Your mom's been sexually assaulted. What do you do? Now spar. And then, and then they're getting taught, like, death strokes and joint manipulation and stuff and then the problem is is they're kicking the shit out of everyone at school with all this like black belt taekwondo they're being chosen and they're six years old <laughs> yeah and they're just rough rough fucking lads that you don't want to mess with do you know what i mean and then they just and then they take that attitude into skateboarding so like yeah it, at the most what would be the word um when they're most soaking in information and personality traits at that age, they just happen to have a psychotic Taekwondo teacher. Yeah. is there Who's their uncle? Uncle William. Yeah. That's how they develop their work ethic towards what they want to be good at. Yes. And, and that gets thrown into the skateboard. And, and then you see a lot of footage because we're around about the, same, the early 90s where everyone was carrying a video camera to show what they're doing. So, well, their mate, Greg Stewart, he's basically, yeah, he's... He didn't even know what he was doing of, right? It turns out he's a videographer. That that's what he he became as a this was a twelve year old kid who somehow, as a as a bogan, got, got hold of a video camera. No one asks him how he got hold of the video camera or how he affords the tapes, etc. But he got hold of it. That's all you need to know. And yeah, he's taping everybody. And there's some really good footage, right, of these kids. And and it showed you this thing which I'd always suspected of the skate park kind of fraternity because like like i said there was no racial divide where i was from because there was very few people that weren't just white so the way people were segregated was always music taste now right. the kind of the gothic slash kerrang greendale lot would all hang around in a certain place and then the happy hardcore other guys would be elsewhere and there was a really nice moment when, because it always seemed like you know the skate a lot had a bit slightly more inclusive than the happy hardcore blue yeah, new yeah. monkey rave generation type. Um, but no, I have always assumed there was tears to that as well on how people got trapped because you're like, oh yeah, we we all hung out together and we were shitty to anyone that couldn't skate. That's right. so, people then, <laughs> so then anyone like, you got footage of them. There's guys that are like on the the first timers. Yeah, yeah, the noobs, basically. And they're on rollerblades, and they're just heckling the shit out of yeah. them, going, these are fucking losers, and they're just like bullies in their own, they've got their own they little place. They are bullies, place. yeah. This isn't why I'm triggered by this, I want to prefix it, but there was, like, this is what I couldn't, I, I, I just never was able to go more than two feet on a skateboard. I think every kid at some point had a skateboard, and you either adapt to it or you don't. But I remember... I did have a skateboard, and I was glad after watching this documentary that I gave it up after about two days of trying. Yeah. Yeah, because I was like, oh, God, thank God for that. Because <laughs> they would have ripped the shit out of me. Yeah. And um, it's weird that we're, we're both worried about 
from when we were kids. We are worried about other kids ripping the shit out of us. But as a oh, profession, yeah. we've both chosen to stand in front of strangers to seek adoration from our ideas and our jokes. But it's a control thing. It's a control thing. You And this is another thing that I think links into skateboarding with us as well. So, um, what, not the fact that we dress and look like skateboarders, you mean? I mean, look oh, at what no, we're no. wearing now in the studio here. You look like a fucking skateboarder. I do look like I've been on heroin for quite yes, some time. Yeah. Um, but no, because Matt's got plenty of billabong t shirts and clothes that would make you assume like he goes surfing on the weekend. Um, I, I, I guarantee, I guarantee someone mean stopped him from doing this, but there's a shell necklace in the drawer that he there just is, looks at every morning and goes. Soon. Soon. Soon, my pretty. You will see the ocean. You will. <laughs> but with the stand-up, that's different. You're, you, it, it, you're in control of that. You get good enough at it. And now, look, and here's the thing. It's the same with individual sports as I would consider stand-up, right? You can practice it, and you can get good enough, and that then blank canvas... You can be as good as anyone. So it, it comes back later on when you see them in these big competitions and they're doing shit they did in a half pipe in Barana, Australia. Yeah. But you get the feeling if you go and do an open five or a competition at the comedy store, you are given a stage, a microphone, and you are on the stage that Bill Hicks, Brian, all the best and all the best currently working are there. And you have an opportunity, you like, and it's a fair opportunity to be as good as them on that given night. Whether or not you are or not is a big fucking difference. Yeah, but it is, seems like a just opportunity. Whereas if you'd have those fantasies with a team sport, it's not like they're gonna go right, Rick, get your shin pads on, Virgil Van Dyke's marking you, make your <laughs> dreams happen. You, yeah, show you know him who's I mean? boss, Dorothy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. There's not going to be an injury in the NBA. And they're going to go. Is there a five ten white guy? Because at the end of the day, there's still a six foot nine dude who's just got arms the size of the hoop that's going to knock it out of the fucking sky. Have you ever noticed the length of my arms? I would have made a great. If I would have had the legs, I would have made a great basketball player. My arms are. They're longer than most most people's. They come below my knees. I do not want to get into the psychology of why you've worked out you've got long arms. I just imagine you're in school be like, well, my arms are longer than yours. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because my mates call me the orangutan. Because yeah, the I way I used to walk before my legs were fixed. Yeah, yeah. They were like, oh, he's looking fucking orangutan. And because I'm ginger as well. Mr. Yeah, Tickle there, it. yeah. Yeah, right turn Clyde is what my mate Sparky always shouts out. <laughs> but yeah, um, what was I going to say? So... Funny thing of that is um, there was a there was a fad of rollerblading in my preteens. Maybe it's around the 12, 13. Uh, hang on. Can, can we press the go back 40 seconds? Did you say you were a fan of rollerblading? No, a fad. A fad. Oh, I thought so. Okay. So in, in between I'm your, at you yours... guys, there's no fucking way you were a rollerblader, son. Well, I'm going I'm to blow your mind. One second here. Um, so in between your, yours wrestling and i didn't jump on pokemon cards thankfully <laughs> rollerblading screeched into view for what kids were doing and i i remember i got a cheap pair and i decided I'd, I'd be good as long as i got a decent pair of rollerblades and i got like i saved up and i got like a super like what the pros what what they said like the expert the 60 quid pair of wow. like this this and i remember it was it was all about the sound the wheels made on the thing and like i had mates that could fucking glide 
like the fucking Tanya Harden on these things. And I'm just like, if I had ones like that, mine wouldn't sound like I'm clumping across gravel. I was, <laughs> I was terrible at it. And I got these new ones and I went out with my mate and there's a big hill in Chesley Street that's like a, you've got houses going down, but at the bottom of the hill is the front street. So the central business district. Yeah. And on a Saturday, you've got the market down there. So it's busy as fuck. And we went down this hill and it was at that point that the expensive, um, like, um, higher grade rollerblades you're meant to know how to stop without a stopper on the back which i did not know how to do so i'm going down right and i'm like i gotta fucking stop and we made this like grab onto something and you know like a you know plastic and and when i go home i will take a picture and we'll put this story to it do you know like um the plastic drain pipes on going down houses Yes, like yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, yes. cil- a, a thick cylinder. A down so pipe, grab, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I went, fuck it. And I grabbed one of them with my right arm, going down towards, like, I swear to God, like, it seemed like hundreds of people. It would just been, like, families walking past at the bottom, not even realizing I'm... Brilliant. I'm, I'm a good 50 yards away, but about 20 seconds, like, 10 seconds of rollerblading away from smashing into them with no way to fucking stop. So I reach out and I grab this drain pipe and I see a clunk and this drain pipe's coming with us now. <laughs> <laughs> so now look, you look like you're jousting. You're in a jousting yeah, I look like tournament. I'm, I look like I'm about to joust into this like... <laughs> <laughs> and, and I literally... What I had to do is I had to turn and just smash myself into a wall so I didn't go into a bunch of people. And then we had to like sneak on off because um, yeah, there was no way I was going back to pay for the drain pipe. And then, and then I retired from rollerblading. Was that your last kiss at uh, anything athletic? Was it like, that's it, I'm done now? I still had the basketball dream, but we'll save that one for hoop dreams. Okay. <laughs> yes. um, so basically, in essence, the... Yeah, you see them getting good as kids, and then yeah. they save up, and what they want to do is go to America. That's where the scene is. That's where Tony Hawk is, and that's where yeah. everything's kicking off with mixtapes. And it's just and starting like to, that. in modern vernacular, it's just starting to blow up, isn't it, the scene? Now, bear in mind, these two are, they are as common as fuck, man. And their oh, accents fuck, are superb. I love their accents. You know, yeah, I don't if know Matt if... was doing the sound editing, there would be no dialogue in this. Because yeah. the C word gets dropped <laughs> like every 20 seconds. Every 20 seconds. That's how, just how they refer to each other. And they're only 13 years old, right? They're already on tour because they get picked up professionally by a bloke who like well by someone who their age who set up a skate company as well these are teenagers right who haven't finished school yet and basically they're on a pro tour with older skateboarders who are touring who were all doing blows yeah yeah and you don't realize that these guys life don't work out because i tell you who you don't see with a fucking 50 like a 20 quid note up their nose is tony hawk all right there's a reason why that's the only name you've ever heard in skateboarding really and that's yeah. because he's the only one that had like an adult brain on him yeah. while going through it. Well, as Taz Papa said, Tony Hawk, who basically gets trashed in this documentary, and Taz Papa said, trashed. actually, he's a bloody good businessman. You can't fault him that. Um, it's initially, so they start out in Melbourne. A few good things about Melbourne. When I went to Australia just for a weekend, that's where I went to. It's a fucking great place, right? It's next to the Ar- one of the Arctics. It's next to one of them. So it does get a little bit chilly. Um, it's also got the second highest population of Greek people outside of Greek and Cyprus. Very interesting, though. Well, because their dad was um, Australian Greek. 
And it's the last place I argued... We've been named like Tapas. How does it go with Spanish? (laughs) Papas is the name. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. (laughs) Might be slightly Um, dyslexic. Who knows? And it was also Melbourne, Australia is the last place I argued with my sister. That sounds like you killed her, Matt. Do you want to finish up that story? (laughs) No, no, that was it. We we had a massive argument in a van. We drove... Me and my sister drove around Australia in a van. And in Melbourne, we had a fucking dust-up. Yeah. Like only siblings can. Um, I couldn't even See, tell you what thing. it was about. I, I She's going to be texting I, I, me when she listens to this, going, I'll tell you what it was about, you fucker. <laughs> hey, I've met, I've met your sister, whatever it is, I'm on her side. Nice person. <laughs> but uh, the thing is... As nice as what you are now, and you see shades of this in this documentary, I imagine you're aggressive fucking shit back in the day when you're doing this stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We had a stick in that van in Australia because we drove. I mean, Australia's big, right? Um, and you'd drive down these roads that were like 30, 40 miles long of just a straight. So we had this stick, and you'd prop that on the accelerator in the chair. So basically, you've created cruise control. So you could skin up a joint. So you could smoke it as you drive along. Yeah, well, that, me, that, and my, me and my mate had a whale of a time. It was great. That reminds me, like in the documentary, you literally had them at one point driving along, reading a Playboy as the other ones filming them. Yeah, it's because the because the Australian roads are like that. You can you can do all of that. So they're on tour basically. They're thirteen years old. They're they're being influenced. Their work ethic is incredible, right? And because they're brothers, they're so competitive against each other. There's a few years between them. Um, And whatever the older one does, the younger one does it and then tops it. So then the older one has to top that. And they just, they basically, they're in competition with each other. No one else. And it's amazing. It's absolutely, and I thought these guys must have messed up so big for me not to know their names. Like, in terms of just being famous for the sport. Do you know what I mean? Because there is only one name that comes to mind for me with... Tony Hawk. Well, two. I'll say Tony Hawk and then there's Bam Majara, but he's not there because of skateboard and he's there because of jackass. And I knew he was a pro skater. That's it. That's all I knew from oh, okay. CKY. Right. But um, it's like, so... And fair play to him on the stream. Saves up all his money. And the older brother, Tom... Taz. Goes... Taz, fucking hell. Taz gans to America. Gets, 16, gets a gets a job, works for a year and a half, fucks off to America on his own as a 16-year-old. Rocks up and at a just, skate shop and goes, where can I skate? And, and yeah, and then just gets a part of it and he's living there. But again, there's just so much drug culture and stuff like that with it. It's yeah. all they're doing. They're in their own little micro bubble, but he's that good at skating that he's doing well in competitions. He's getting a sponsorship. They're setting up yeah. businesses around him where they're fronting the the skateboarding for it and then there's just a funny little cut and goes meanwhile ben's getting preparing to be a world-class skater in melbourne and i just shows you footage of him jumping from a train into a lake yeah. <laughs> a moving train as well going yeah. wow that was awesome you're like mate <laughs> fucking hell you're insane but it's just it's just a way it's just like it's like it's about to go back to the rocky music he's lifting up fucking carts in a barn <laughs> but no he's like Oy! And it's it's one of those classic, you know, like the hobo trains where, like, if you're running out of town and you need to go away unscathed, you can run along and jump in the cart. It clearly looks like one of those. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like the old boxcars. It's insane. So Ben Pappas then, he turns 16, saves up money, goes and meets and joins his brother. So then suddenly the Pappas brothers are in the United States and they're, they're starting to do the tours and they are better than everybody 
like significantly. They really are. And because their desire to outperform each other just keeps pushing them forward. Yeah, they started to pick up sponsors. <laughs> Starting to pick up cork habits pretty fucking quickly as well. Like that's said, another one. That's the the sheets of acid. Like the videographer said, "Yeah, I made all of those films. I was high on acid for probably about a year." Now, bear in mind, they're sixteen what, and what eighteen years old in the states. They're doing blow acid, weed, beer. They're living a life. I know, and it's that. That is the cautionary tale. If you're in an industry, you want to go far and keep your dumb shit out of it, it's got to be, because we've seen yeah. people in plenty of different walks of life. Like, in everything I've ever done, I've seen the guy who should have been amazing, and then, oh, guess what? I did this. Yeah. Like, but oh, you should oh, never... Do you know what? But that's what you should never have... Um, when you're that young, you should never have money to indulge your desires. Because it's not going to end well, is it? When you're 16, if you come into a ton of money, what are you going to do? Of course you're going to do drugs and try and pick up the opposite sex. That's all you're going to do. And that and booze. How many people are that focused where they're like, hmm, we should invest in property. No, fuck that. Pass the blunt over here. Let's get some blow on the go. Come on. You got you got to just keep your your head down man that, that that's the cautionary tale you go look that's you you will have a great life you you will not be lonely if you're one of the best at a thing but you also don't have to be the guy with his shirt off taking mushrooms in public and getting them to <laughs> chant your name do you know what i mean they 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 are there is a difference and like when you see the footage of them you're like I don't want to be that guy i don't care how good he is you don't want to be like you know just that nightmare I- to deal with no, but I did want to hang around with them. I did feel nostalgic for the, oh, because they're, they're a little bit younger than me. I was like, oh, that looks like great fun for a period of time in your life. That would have been fucking yeah, yeah, awesome. But, no, I, 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 everyone that I've ever seen do well, particularly in stand-up, because there's two ways people go. They go, wow, Bill Hicks was a record on that Just a Ride documentary. And look how good he was to the like, yeah, this is my life. I'm about this stuff now. And then you go back and watch a deep dive into Bill Hicks and you see how many years of his career he fucked up because he was terrible and drunk on stage in America. That's why he never broke America. They always went, there was always this myth that, (laughs) oh, the Brits were just more intelligent and could understand his political. And then you see footage of him in America going, get me another drink. Why was you a pussy looking like? And you're like, oh, I can kind of see why they cut him from the fucking Letterman show. Like... (laughs) And you'd think this would fix them because Mr. Pappas, their dad, the Papa Pappas, he goes out to the USA to live with them. Nope, nothing changed. Oh, wait a second, because we've missed over that about the parents. Because they talk about the parents when they're growing up and it's just like, oh, yeah, there was a lot of fights. And you see the dad doing a karate kick and a gi. And then you hear like how the mother smashed an ashtray over his head and like, shit, dad's dead. Yeah. (laughs) And when they... When they said that the dad moved over, I thought, I wonder what was the ass whooping he took to be like, that's it. I'm moving off me idiot sons. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they were better than Tony Hawks, but Tony Hawks kept winning the the championships and all of the well, this is what I put. I put, if you were a business, who would you put your name on? Would it be exactly. Tony Hawks or the fucking Papa's yeah. boys? And this is, again, cautionary tale. If you're kicking... For some reason, if you're a fucking young man listening to this, God bless you, and you will make friends eventually. But you do, like, this is the way you follow it. You, you keep your fucking head down and work on your craft. Don't be just, like, 
you know, the shirt off guy going around and the shitty attitude of them because it's unedited and they're filming it. So it's their idea of what's funny. So, like, you see the older one at a competition is just like, what's the competition? Like, shit, everyone's shit. Or it's the women like, they're all lizards, man. Yeah, yeah, but try not to be a shitty teenager because you'll destroy opportunities later in life. But they can't. They're teenagers. No one could have turned around to you when you were a teenager and gone, oh, Richard, why don't you do this? You would have gone, fuck off. No one's exactly. going to, no teenagers get a listen. Exactly. But, but if someone went, look, you're doing what he's doing. Now, that's weird for an hour throughout this documentary because it's a long documentary, this one. And see how it yeah. pairs off because they are savants of fucking skateboarding. Oh, they, they're beautiful to watch. Yeah. It is, it is very heavily implied. Tony Hawk is only in the conversation of winning these competitions because of his name value and his links to ESPN. Yeah. Because what you see Tony Hawk doing and what you see these other guys doing, they're, they're, that it's different, a different gravy, sport. man. Well, he, Taz beats Tony Hawk in a playoff um, with a broken rib. And Tony Hawk comes up to him afterwards and said, hey, I should have won that. And then Ben goes off at it's Tony so Hawk and says, fuck you, Tony Hawk. And Taz is like, I can't have my brother being the only arsehole in the room. I've got to be better than him. So he's being a bigger arsehole to Tony Hawk. And it's Taz some... who's telling you this on a talking head. Yeah, I hang fire on this because he does it. The way he's telling this story is a big thing that's always been a theory of mine of it's when someone's telling you a story and they want to get across that the other person is the dick. Now, did you see the voice he put on for what Tony Hawk says? So he beats Tony Hawk. It goes to a head-to-head, which should never have been a head-to-head. He goes off with a broken rib and wins anyway, which is brilliant. And Tony Hawk comes over to him. And the voice he does for Tony Hawk is just like, <laughs> Man, I should have won that one. Man. <laughs> Why did you mean it? And it's just like, it doesn't, like, no matter what, you're like, all right, you're trying to overemphasize this guy's in the wrong there. He could have went over and went like, ah, do you know what? I, I thought I pipped that one. But, and then they just, they just, the, the Pillhead Coke brothers, the Diaz <laughs> brothers from fucking, from Scarface are like, fuck off, Tony, you fucking Alcan. What are you doing? You can't, you can't even kick your board out, mate. Your time's over. And I'm like, ooh, I'll tell you what, you're going at the king there. I bet he's got some swear. Will that come back to haunt them at any point? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and again, another, another rule of thumb for young men, like be careful who you're shitty to on the way up because... <laughs> yeah, you'll see him on the way down. But he said, didn't he? He goes, look, that was that was kind of the point, I think. He goes, that was the tipping point of after that, it all started to go horribly wrong. And bear in mind, they're in their early 20s, right? It's 19, what, 95? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's all it was all going right. And then it all started going wrong. So because they started making more money. So they started partying oh, harder. That 10k cash prize went straight up his nose, like without a doubt. Like, but listen, his quote, right? I had a pound of coke in my dresser. I buy cocaine in bricks. <laughs> he had a brick of cocaine, and this is Taz. You keep seeing the talking head of Taz, the brother, and it's at this point where I've learned because I've hung around with you so much. Yeah, haven't seen Ben. He's not doing any talking heads. Ah, shit. Because you've conditioned me now to go, ah, something's happened to Ben, hasn't it? Yeah. Oh, damn. Sprinkles the cat? Where's Sprinkles? (laughs) Why is he not talking about the ball of yarn he liked? But, um, yeah, and and then they discover that he's really hurt himself. Oh, 
So when they win that, so he wins. No, he's number one in the world, and they then start go back to Australia on this kind of welcome home. Fuck you, we become amazing tour. Yeah, and they're like off their face on their equivalent of SMTV Live. They're like yeah. the eyes are drooping out the skull. Be like, yeah, man, be Tony Hawk, <laughs> and they're like, okay, back to the studio. <laughs> the Pat Brothers, everybody. Are... All these kids are watching it at 9am on a Saturday morning. They, yeah, they're off their tits and it was live. And then they, they it turns out that the other one, um, Tass, has knacked his spine. So he's yeah. got an injury. He can't skate for a while. So he parties harder. There's, there's a very big switch. The minute they go to being long hair, the drugs are a big issue. Yeah. The drugs really, yeah. Um, they go back to the States and they fire him from the skate companies he's at. They fire him and say, look, your dad's nicked all the money. And then the, the guy who owns that skateboard company unsuccessfully tries to Molotov cocktail his house. And Taz is like, because he's so such a hard guy, he's like, fuck, fuck this guy. Come on, we'll go off and do it. Um, but that's another thing they don't go into a lot. They say his dad embezzled the money, which I'd be, to be honest, I didn't, it didn't look like his dad was the type of person that wouldn't do that, but they never prove one way or yeah. the other whether or not he did. Because they were making terrible business decisions and he's skimming off the top to get drug money and all this kind of stuff. So he just spanked all of his cash and was too much of a liability no matter what. He would have yeah. had to go eventually anyway. Um, and you can see why but, exactly is, what you said, why Tony Hawk's got backed to win. You know you're you doing... You put him in front of kids, right? You can make a yeah, video game out of Tony yeah. Hawk. You can't out of the Pappas Brothers, right? Yeah, they're, they're licking envelopes of acid, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I played a lot of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater back in the day. That wasn't a bad game, but they did not need to make three or four of them because um, it was still just skating. So they, you know you're doing too much cocaine when Steve-O starts coming to your parties from Jackass. <laughs> You're like, this, this can't last for too long. The minute that guy... Do you know, do you know Steve-O's backstory? is fascinating. No. His dad owns Pepsi. Like, he is, like, the richest of rich kids, and he's just, like, a mental daredevil. Well, hang on. Steve-O, the nut job from Jackass... Yeah. ...is a, a rich white kid. But his dad might be like Paul McCartney and held, held all the money back from the kids so they get a proper education and they understand the value of it. Oh, yeah. And did you see that from Jackass? I've never seen Jackass. Oh, right. So do you know who I mean by steve I think so. Is he oh. the one who'd staple his scrotum to stuff? Yeah, all that kind of stuff, yeah. Right, yeah. That okay. might be Dirty Sanchez. But yeah, he's like he's one of the major daredevils of uh, Jackass. And he's like a proper... Big you say daredevil where you say when you mean fucking idiot, right? Because hey, they, although, um, listen, when I was seventeen, I would say they were awesome. But yeah, now I'm fifty. I'm like, well, I don't know. That looks dangerous. <laughs> you know? I have to be. I have to make sure I'm wearing the right shoes when I put the bins out. Now that's how cautious I am. All right, and then it gets to 1999. Um, we're on the downward slope now. Yeah, this is when they're talking about anyone who's taking skating seriously, i.e. not doing coke in the mornings. It's like, these people are fake. This is yeah. what skating's about. Yeah. And and that's that kind of attitude where you're just like building on your own ego and closing the walls with insecurity. <laughs> it's a shame because they're the best. They're literally the fucking best at this. Yeah. And it's just that lifestyle's just took them in the wrong direction and their attitudes. You can't do anything about it. And then Ben goes, they decide to go home. Ben goes home first and hides cocaine in his shoes. And then he gets caught 
and that means he's now barred from entering America. So that's his career ruined. Done. Yeah, yeah. And Ben and it, was the best of them. Ben was. Yeah, if Ben, ben didn't was. have an injury, he was winning the most competitions. He was the most technically perfect and all that. Like, yeah. Tass was a nutcase that would try anything, but Ben could technically do it spot yeah. on. And it was at that point, because the vibe up to that point is from my teenager brain that's still alive in my head. The vibe was beautiful, the documentary. I'm like, oh, this is great fun. Yeah, I'm loving it. I'm loving watching these two. And when that happened, oh, oh. And I didn't realise we, even though we'd pointed it out, we're on the downward spiral. It's like, oh, oh, we really are. Because you can see Ben went from being a happy-go-lucky chap who's having quite a laugh. You then see him go into court, you know, and being the news channels are following him. His career's him, and it's taken so away from him. Um, it's destroyed him. He, he has a quote. He's just like, if only I left my shoes on the plane. It's just like, I think they could have found them. <laughs> CCTV. Who's going? Who who left Sydney Airport barefoot yesterday? I think these might belong to him with the cocaine in them. Did I tell you when I get pull, got pulled up in Sydney Airport? Have I told you that story? Hit me with it. Uh, so I was in Laos. I was in an opium den. Um, What's an opium den like? It's uh, yeah. It's it's like a bedroom without beds in and loads of mats, so you're lying on the floor, so you don't fall off and hurt yourself. Is it like the Premier Inn of Smack Dens kind of thing? No, I've never been to a Smack Den, but I'm guessing. And don't forget, it's an the... unfurnished house of people lying around on mattresses. Yeah, and there's yeah, and there was. Bear in mind that we were, when I was in an opium dens, they were, they're quite well to do, you know. Because, well, you go to somewhere like Lau, right, with a few hundred quid back, you know, twenty odd years ago, you were a millionaire. Right, so yeah, they were very well furnished. They would sort you out drinks, and yeah, it was like a posh pub. So are people smoking it, shooting it up? What we? Uh, no, just smoking it out, big long pipe, and you'd oh, lay, like the, lay down. The old, like the Chinese guy with the yeah. pioneer beards and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Is someone playing a pan flute while this while that's happening? Because I'd be disappointed uh, if they weren't. Because that's every time you see the footage of that, there's always that kind of sound on a movie. I, I couldn't tell you what was going on in that sense. But I tell you what, it tastes like dairy milk. If you could think about smoking a bar of dairy milk, that's what opium tastes like. Here's how addictive it Again, is. Again, if there is any, if there is any young uh, people listening to this, <laughs> yeah, don't follow my look. I'm here in a studio with you. Right? Yeah, don't follow my fucking path. <laughs> yeah, um, Matt's much at a point in his life where he has to lie about what a studio is. You don't need this. <laughs> <laughs> um. Where was that? No, I wasn't in it. Was I in that? Oh, here's how messed up I was. I don't. Yeah, that's right. So I was in an opium den, right? And I met these guys. And then we went our way. And then I decided to leave Thailand about four weeks later and head over to Australia. I bumped into the opium den guys in the street. We got drunk, like proper drunk on the night I'm flying out. I don't remember much apart from being on the coach to the airport. Um, I was covered in blood. I woke up in the plane. I was an hour out of Sydney. I was strapped down in the seat. I'd had my nipples pierced. I was covered in blood. My, my... I love the idea that the guy in front of you in the seat just did it to you because you're passed out to be mean. <laughs> but I know that was probably your decision to get it done. Um, my knuckles are covered in blood. I have no idea what's happened. I've sat up. The stewardess went... Uh, hello, Matt. How are you? 
let me know everything that had happened, that I'd got hammered, the police had put me on the plane. Yeah, and she said, you were so polite. We just needed to let you get on with it. But then as I was walking through Sydney Airport customs, the customs guy said to me, it's Matt Wills, isn't it? And I was like, oh, they've heard of me, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the pilot had radioed ahead. And yeah, they, yeah, they ripped me apart. I was there for about two hours. And they went through everything because they thought I was a drugs mule, like the worst drugs mule in the world. They're really on it, man. They got machines and everything. Yeah, it's yeah. It's they check your cards, terrifying. don't you? Like yeah, they yeah. Scan everything. Your cards to see if any residue. Everything. They took everything I had. I was there for hours. Yeah. Nice people though. Really nice people. And they didn't arrest me, so you know that's how nice they were. Even though I think sure. I had about 150 Valium on me. But because I declared it, they said, oh, you're lucky here. Or, yeah, that's five years. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Cheers, Mike. <laughs> I, I just imagine going at 148, 149, <laughs> 150. You got lucky, Wills. <laughs> 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 151, you would have, yeah, you'd be doing time. Um, so, yeah, he gets arrested, old Ben Pappas. Can't, can't do anything. And then disappears for a year. Yeah, he goes he goes into solitary pretty much in his own depression. But then Tass, he's figured out like I need to do the amazing trick. This is what I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the yeah. nine hundred, which is like a triple flip. It's it's like the triple axle in figure skating. If you ever seen the Tanya Harden documentary, she was like a yeah. beast that could just do this like this one triple fucking move no one else could do, and it was like all against the sport because it was all meant to be elegant and shit like that. There's a good Tanya Harden movie about that, but um. So he's trying to do the 900 and he's starting to get himself back on track and starting to try and accrue sponsors and get his life back together. And he's focusing on do- getting this done. Once he gets this done, he's going to be mint. And uh, one of the photographers, which was like Tony Hawk's photographers coming around, is like, oh, cool. He's been cool. And he's taking photographs in the film and stuff like that. And then they get to the next big X Games and they remove Tass from the trick competition. Yeah. And he's like, I'm in all the trick comp- I'm in the best trick competition on every competition. What what's going on? He goes, You're not in it. And then Tony Hawk gets up and starts doing the nine hundred. Yeah. And Tony Hawk's hits the nine hundred. It's meant to be like the greatest moment in skateboarding it's history. Two, two and a half spins, basically. Yeah. Really, really yeah. difficult to do. And he has about nine goes at it, doesn't he? And Taz can do it. And Tony Hawk has about nine or ten goes at it, finally nails it. And when he does, the place goes mad. Absolutely mad. Um, yeah, he felt robbed, didn't he, Taz? He, he was, uh, that was, again, that was, it was almost like his downfall was in stages and you were just, at this point of the documentary, you were charting his downfall. Right. And you he can had, see the plot points, them yelling at Tony Hawk caused Tony Hawk to be like, right, those guys aren't beating me. Yeah. You're going to call me out. You're going to come out the king. I can maneuver shit. Yeah. Yeah, he, he knew where it was at, right? And it was it was being just slightly better on the day doing the best thing i got the impression from this i i don't know why i didn't like tony hawk just the way they painted him but that's because they're underdogs right the pappas and because they painted themselves as such so the the underdog in me they is didn't like even, oh, they, go on, boys come on they, fuck them it's, fuck it's them one all. of those ones and you see if you watch a tv show for years okay like if especially a sitcom is a good example of this the character that is the antagonist asshole the minute he shows some humanity and does a good thing, you love him. Do you know what I mean? And so you see these, like, shitty kids yeah. that are just, like, arsehole druggies, like, just just disruptive, everything's shit except for what they're doing. 
and the way they treat people. But the minute you see them with some humanity, you're like, oh, they do have a good heart. You just need to get to know them kind of thing. But, like, the way people are talking is like, no, he would spit in your face. He's a, he's a nightmare. And, like, the way Tony yeah. Hawk's is, yeah, he, he ruled the industry. He's He was the face of skateboarding. And skateboarding, unfortunately, is a controllable sport. Yeah. Like, they can let you on that half pipe or they can't. There, there's a difference. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, and then um, he has a kid, right? He meets a woman, has a kid, goes home to see how his brother's getting on. His brother's a heroin addict. Yeah, Ben's not. No, first off, he puts on a whole bunch of weight. So Ben gets like really, really heavy in his depression and he wasn't skating for a year and you see yeah. him and then you see him getting back into skating. So him attempting the fucking 900, three times the size of what he is. Yeah. You're like Jesus. And you see him stacking a few times on it. They look painful. And then you start to see him lose the weight and you're like, ooh, <laughs> I wonder what's causing that. Oh, I wonder if, you know, what YouTube videos is he watching? <laughs> How good that keto diet is for some. Now, if Tass does ever listen to this, um, what, I, what, what I'm about to be lighthearted about, I hope you don't take too badly because I got to be honest, he looks like fucking Wolverine, that guy now as an adult. God, but, yeah. You see his shoulders. He's got veins on his shoulders. Yeah. You, you can track the decline of Ben by how much jewellery he's watching in each shot. Like, he's okay, he's got a big thick chain on, and then the next time it's like a bead necklace, like, oh dear, this isn't good. And then you see this woman turns up from his life, and she's a heroin addict, and that's a relationship that's very toxic to him. And you're worried very much so about Ben. But at the same time, so Taz goes back to America, he also starts going downhill, so oh, see, the thing is, it looks like he's straightened out for a second. Do you know what I mean? You go, oh, well, so this is when he second. becomes clean to the person that we see doing the talking heads because he seems like he's through he is it. He's clean you know as I mean? the talking heads, yeah. But he goes back and he is. He's clean. He's doing the right thing by his family. He's earning money. But he gets an injury, but he has to carry on skating to pay, to feed his family. And he said, I'd never known that drive before that I had to feed my family. And he goes, so, but I was in pain and I had to skate. So I started taking um, speed. I started taking speed again to get me through the competitions, et cetera. And then the next thing I know, I'm smoking crack. <laughs> yeah. How does that happen exactly? It's a cheeky little bit of whiz. Oh, now we're on the crack pipe. No, and he that's goes, why, yeah. That's, it, why Maz, that's why Matt doesn't come to the Christmas party. <laughs> that's how that happens. So, yeah, he, he gets back on the, he, he starts taking crack. All starts going downhill even more. That's like a you thought, oh, he's fallen off a cliff. Oh, he's fallen at another cliff. So while his brother's on the smack, he's on the crack. Both and in different continents. When, when you see Ben and it goes, he's 25, and you go, fuck, is that a 25 year old? Yeah. He looks 42. Like, it if is he's so a day. Yeah, he looks older than me. At that point, Taz says, you know, I hit psychosis. And at that point, right, this is the, the screenshot I sent you. So I pressed, my missus walked into the room. I was watching it. I pressed pause. And then the, the frame I'd paused it on the film is the still of Taz with his cock out masturbating. <laughs> so my missus just walked in, went, what are you watching? And I went, oh, it's a documentary about skateboarders and drugs. And she, she looked at the screen and went, of course it is, yeah. <laughs> she had such disgust and disappointment in her eyes. She just, I don't know what she came in the room for, but she didn't get it. She just walked away, shaking her head. 
when you see, because then Ben starts to try to get back into the skateboarding with one of his friends in his hometown. He's trying to like get back. It's like this is what he's doing for his hobby kind of thing in the free yeah. time, and he's getting back into it. And at that point, I really just wanted the rollerbladers to go past and go, you'd be a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Remember taking a piss out of me, you prick? Yeah. Then Tass went to jail. He'd hit his wife. Yeah, on a crack bender. Went on a crack bender, ended up slapping his missus. Went to jail Looks- and they turned around and said, you're going to get deported, son. And it's heartbreaking. And then, and then in 07, you hear Ben says, can I stay with you for a few days to one of his friends? And this is the friend that's telling his... Uh, the account that he stayed with. Yeah. And he starts crying and saying he blacked out and he doesn't know what's happened. I just woke up on a bench. And he's like, all right. And then that two days later, there's a new story where Leanne, what's she called? Yeah, his girlfriend. Yeah, his heroin girlfriend. The girl, the, Leanne, the girl, uh, was found uh, wrapped up and thrown into the river. Yeah. And, as, um, and then he tells Ben that she's been found. Ben's the prime suspect. Yeah, he tells Ben, and Ben goes, shut up, don't tell me anymore. And then the police came to the guy he was staying with and says, do you recognize this stuff? And it's basically like his backpack and all the stuff he'd give Ben yeah. was with the body. And then Ben goes missing. Yep. And then Ben is found in, I believe, the Victoria Harbor. Yeah, Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah, he- committed suicide uh, I, the, that the, wasn't made clear to me they just said he was found dead I knew you'd say that it was definitely suicide um, how do you know that because he's a heroin addict he's a prime suspect in a murder he had nothing left in his life like who well here's yeah. well here's the way I thought it in my head I thought okay someone's done in his girlfriend because she owed them heroin money and they've then gone after him and made it look yeah I was hoping I was looking at for the good in Ben, because he seemed such a sweet kid, it was heartbreaking. No, I didn't like broken. to. It I didn't like broken, to think yeah. that he might have hurt that poor lady and then went on to hurt himself. So I like to think it was the drug dealer who done all the damage. Okay, then you think that. Okay, right. <laughs> I stay in my little bubble. Thank you very much, Rick Wharton. <laughs> and then the reaction, because Tass talks about being told that from the prison jail, and that's heartbreaking. Yeah. That's another. That was real life couldn't be scripted the way he fucking Tass is trying to get killed in jail. He's that angry and flipping yeah. out. And then um then Taz gets deported. Uh, mm-hmm. so he'd lost his kids, he lost his brother, and basically he goes on the same sort of bender. And he, he goes, Yeah, so I thought I'd do the same drugs as my brother. So I did this methadone, Xanax, ice. I had to look up what ice was. That's metamphetamine. That's what they give to kids with ADHD. He also did Hammer, which I also had to look up. That's heroin. Yeah. And then they get a phone call saying that dad had died of a heart attack in America. Yep. It, he yeah. was stuck there. And then you get the, the depression. So Tass is feeling like he deserved that misery. And this is when it took an even interesting twist for me, this documentary. So hang fire while I just described this. So then it said, goes to 2008. And it goes, so I'm in Argentina. <laughs> no, he said, before that, the exact words he said was, so the next thing I know, I'm in Argentina. Yeah, what? Yeah. And, he, and his his accent's difficult to decode at times. It's like with ten k Australian and a bag of scorpion. I'm like, <laughs> what the what the fuck is he doing? In- <laughs> I walked up to a cab driver and told him what I wanted, and I was driven to a favela. Yeah, oh, okay, all right then. 
Yeah, and then he, I was there for four days, and then I went, and then he changed his flight to come back, and he flies back to Oz with a kilo of coke, and he has like a moment of clarity going, I'm the dumbest ever to do this. All the alarms go off, and he gets caught. And the, the talking heads are going like, skateboarder gets caught with cocaine. You didn't even need to put Tass's name on it. Yeah. Everyone knew that would be Tass. He goes, I walked um, off the plane and the coke machine started buzzing. There was, yeah. He was covered in cocaine. <laughs> How did he get on the plane in the first place? And he only gets, was it five to three years he gets in jail? He got three years. Yeah, yeah. And he says he dealt, that's where he had to be just to think about his brother and come to terms of his brother's death. Yeah. Um... Him doing tricks on a skateboard in his prison cell. I like that. Yeah, that was cool. I, right? just, he, I, he never, I never pictured that, pictured that you were allowed that in jail. Do you know what I mean? Like, you got to have some confidence to be skating about in jail. <laughs> yeah. He says, he goes, yeah, in jail, look, I met a woman. She stuck by me and we had a kid straight away. How did you do that in jail? Like, fair I thought play that to was you. interesting, yeah. Yeah. But there was a then you see him working out in jail and I'm like, wow, if he's building up to do some super trick, I literally wrote down if he if he masters some super trick, it just becomes the monster he should have been. That's fucking incredible. Go, and I'm rooting for him now. I'm like, go on, Tass. Yeah. Do the treble backflip and fuck Tony Hawks. I really liked him. I really, really liked him. Um when he gets out of jail, they kind of I'm sure they they uh, fabricated this bit. But when his kid runs up to him. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah. that was that was sweet. And as he's going, he's on a skateboard, isn't he? Going down the street, and he's got his kid. On I, his I got so much that anxiety of him on a motorway going down on a skateboard while his truck's going past. His kids are on his shoulder. I'm just like, come on, Tass, why why take the risks? You you <laughs> why why do that shit? Because he's, he's one of the best. Well, he was the number one skateboarder in the world. It wasn't a risk for him. Yeah. And he's had a few broken ribs and smashed tailbones in this time. But then it turns out he is getting back into the skateboard and, and he pulled yeah. off some amazing viral clip from a trick he's done. So Yeah, it's called the Mayhem, which is, I think, all the mayhem. Um, call, it's calls the, kick, the trick the mayhem. Kickflip viral Indy 540, it's known as. And here's what I will say, because that's, that's pretty much the end, full circle on the documentary. I thought it was a good one. Enjoy I enjoyed it? it. I would have loved, I would have loved... Less seeing the shitty skater kids taking coke and more about the murder of Leanne. But I, I thought your interest would have been piqued when it was like, oh, someone's been murdered. You're sitting there yeah. going, well, finally. Yeah. Oh, no. Could he could he do that on mushrooms? Could he? Brilliant. Because mushrooms are great when you're taking them. They're not great to watch people take. Do you know what I mean? That's one yeah. of the things with drugs. It's boring as fuck. So yeah. that means nothing to me. Just the fact you've got a droopy eye. You were having fun. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. So, I, um, it was a cautionary tale. It really was. And you just feel for these two brothers, right? They they almost, they needed a stronger person in their life to go, what the fuck are you doing? And But they would listen to no one. It was almost yeah. like their teenage arrogance never left until he had to get sober in prison. Until it was taken from them, basically, yeah. Yeah. Um, I really like this just from that. Because there but for the grace of me go I, right? So, um, I'll tell yeah. you what. The Tony Hawks games would have been so much better if it was about the Papa's brothers. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> as opposed to just trying to fucking hit triangle and grind to get 900 points or whatever for X amount of time, if you just had to skate through Sydney Airport with a bag of coke <laughs> on your back, that would have been so much better. Wake up in the morning, mm-hmm. cut the coke off the brick, let's get on with the day. Yeah, now I can do six backflips. <laughs> but they are, um, what was that? 
video game, um, Vice City. No, it wasn't Vice City. Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto. That's the Papa's Brothers. They, yeah. That's their video game. Right, no, without well, a doubt, they've spent some time on that. Right, give us your uh, give us your score for all this mayhem. I'm giving that a decent three point five. Not bad, Wharton. Good choice, deal. Thank you very much. I was um... you're devaluing one of our Patreon fucking levels, but by by <laughs> recommending <laughs> one, but but yes, great choice, deal. Um, I'm going to give this a four point five, just because I loved them. I love them two brothers. I couldn't help but like them. The way they talked, their mates. Everything about them, their work ethic, that was all great, man. Yeah, 4.5. Check it out. It's on Amazon. Download it. I I think it triggered me slightly because uh, I have been often accused of having an incredibly shitty attitude at times and I could see elements that uh, <laughs> irritated me a little bit. I'm not touching it with a fucking barge pole, my friend. <laughs> oh, you're not, Mr. Affirmation Tips. Like, you yeah. haven't done some shit. <laughs> The um, I looked him up afterwards, uh, Taz Papas, and uh, he said, "What are you looking at?" Yeah. <laughs> um, you got me in a headlock. <laughs> he, um, yeah, he's his recovery. I'm always inspired by other people's recovery stories. They that helps me a bit. So, um, yeah, it was quite inspiring to read what he's doing. He's he's made contact with his daughters. He's trying to fix that relationship. He's. He's in some movies, Australian movies. He's trying to... Yeah, he's working on it, right? One day at a time, man. One day at a time. Good effort. And like I say, he does look like Hugh Jackman now. He is built like a brick shithouse. He is... Oh, great shoulders. Um, Anyway, so thank you very much for downloading and listening to this episode of Discussing Documentaries. We have at least 35 other episodes out there. So uh, check it out, download, have a laugh. And we've got a new one out next week as well. Every single week, Wednesday morning, 7.11am UK time. Or just hit subscribe and it comes to your phone and you can listen to it at your leisure. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. So if, you, if you've got an oh. iPhone, you hit you hit subscribe and then it's like, oh, there's a new episode. And then you go on your phone and it's there. It's not like you've got to be queuing up at 7. Oh, in, in I, I do. Cause mine doesn't automatically download. Uh, well, I think it comes to your phone and you hit the button to download it. But it's oh, okay. not like you have to remember. You'd get sent them each week. What do you listen to it on? Uh, iPhone? iPhone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It comes to it. Does it not seem probably... a little bit self-indulgent that we're listening to our own uh, podcast? We'll have to make sure we haven't said anything dumb. Well, let's just let's just admit we do. That that takes a lot of pressure off the pair of us. <laughs> it helps the numbers, and I'm worried about match recovery. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it a listen. Um, anyway, thank you very much I've, for joining I've, I've us. I've literally got 29 yeah. iPhones lined up and just play them <laughs> like I'm playing, like I'm making noises out of glasses with different levels of water. Thank you very much for joining us. I will see you next week. Say goodbye, Rick. Uh, take care, guys. Bye. Bye.